What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to the Lactic Acid Podcast. I am your host, Dominique Smith. The episode that you're about to listen to is a very special episode. It is the first episode with a guest, and the guest that joined me for this episode is none other than Mrs. Adair Leiden Homer. Now, you're going to hear this theme echoed throughout the episode. There was no way in the world that I could have done this first episode without Adair being the guest. The reason being, she gave me my first shot and first opportunity at covering the sport. And all it did was ignite my passion and fire for just the greatness, the uniqueness um, that the sport has to bring and the people in the sport. And it's something that I am truly grateful for. And, you know, like I said, I don't know if if lactic acid would be a thing if it wasn't for her believing in me and giving me that opportunity. In this episode, we talk about our time at Florida Runners. She was the editor and I was one of the contributing um, writers. And we talk about that. We talk about um, just different topics in the sport, um, what she does now. We also talk about some of the issues in the sport and then we share some funny stories. And then we have a segment called Down the Home Stretch where I ask her some rapid fire questions. So I know you're going to love this episode, but do me a favor. If you go on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, type in the name of this podcast and then press subscribe. That way you'll know when the episodes drop and you can hear them as soon as they air. Then if you want more of the visual side, we do have a visual aspect where you can see the interviews happen and that's on YouTube. So type in the name of this podcast on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe there. I appreciate all the support and enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to, I guess you could say, the inaugural episode. Well, it's the first episode with a guest of Lactic Acid, where the uh, the takes are fresh, the ideas are right, which makes us the best in the bunch. I am your host, Dominique Smith, and I am so excited for you all to be taking this journey with me. This is a special episode because the person that I am interviewing gave me my first start in the sport. And if it was not for her, lactic acid would not be what it is today. You're going to love the things that she say. You're going to fall in love with the personality. She is none other than Mrs. Adair Leiden Homer. Adair, what's going on, girl? It's good to see you virtually after all these years. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you for, for that intro. I, I don't think I deserve <laughs> the, the intro like that, but I will I will take it today. But it's so good to see you. I'm super excited for, for this podcast you have starting up. Love the logos. I love the idea behind it. Excited to, to be a part of it. Got to give a big shout out to uh, Catherine Burgess. I'll mention her later. And if you've listened to the first episode, you know all about her and her incredible creative design work. And be sure to smash that like button if you're on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. The website's up where you can check everything out. But we'll get to that later. But I want to dive in right away because you don't think you're a big deal. But by the time this episode is over, everyone and their moms will know that you are a bigger deal than you're about to be. So if you 
had to pick a superhero to describe who you were as a runner and a song to describe what it was like covering track meets when you were a reporter with Florida Runners, what are, what are you going with? That's a tough one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, maybe I'll just answer one of them because I don't know if I can come up with a song and that will take too much time. But I would say, not a superhero, but I'd probably go with the Joker. And I'll tell you why. Um, I think the Joker has an interesting storyline, right? Had a, he had a struggle. He had a struggle story there and he had something to prove and he had a chip on his shoulder. And I think that that's kind of how I carried myself in my, in my running days, um, in my competitive running days, at least, especially as a, as a young high schooler. Um, if I could go back and change that, maybe I wouldn't run with a chip on my shoulder as much, but I think um, I really, in some ways, I think we criticize villains of stories um, and think we have a lot to learn from, from people like the Joker, if that isn't too controversial. Um, but no, 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 understanding <laughs> that he has, he had, uh, if you go back to the comics, um, you know, he, he didn't make, he didn't have a great start. He was a comedian that was a failed comedian and he just carried a lot of just sorrow and struggle with him. Um, and I think that, you know, sorrow and struggle that I carried with me through, through some of my running days helped make me who I was. And I don't think I'm the joker by any means, but I think that, um, it helped shape who I was. So I would, I would say that, but I would kind of turn the question on to you. I think that that's such a cool, a cool question to come up with. And the journalist in me wants to know why, why that's a question that you would, you want to ask and um, kind of what sparked that that kind of um, ingenuity in, in a question like that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was I was in the store today, and I was like, I hope she don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I'm gonna, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm always curious. Always curious. Come on, you ask the question. You got to know. I Listen, I just pray. Like, Lord, what am I supposed to ask? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's, just, it's, it's interesting because I think maybe everyone has that, like, people talk about the it factor. I remember mm -hmm. LeBron, like, years ago, he, he says he goes zero dark 30. Or everybody, you know, I don't know, it's something that people have in common or something that they watch. And so I was like, I'm interested to see if they can take on a different uh, persona, you know, when they compete, when, you know, they, you know, get into the zone. Is there someone that they relate to? You know, obviously yeah. everyone has a person that they relate to, but I was curious to see if there is, you know, someone, you know, a superhero or you know something like that and I have you know different questions and I'm going to start praying that no one asked me what you just asked me because <laughs> I have to start <laughs> with reasons and stuff like that but I was I, I was just curious and, and it lightens the mood and I get some interesting answers I never got the joker yeah. no. Um, no, no no when I say I never got the joker no one has ever said oh I, I you know relate to the joker and uh 
I think it's not a popular one. Not, and <laughs> Maybe I should take a back seat on that. No, one. Well, no, it's if here's the thing. People who listen to this, um, I feel like are competitors and everything and mm-hmm. everyone has a story. And I think that's another mm-hmm. thing. Superheroes have stories like you. You look at the Spider-Man series. There was so much yeah. that went into that. And you can, you know, Tobey Maguire or whatever the other dude that just played it, you know, even, you know, through the comics, you know, the storylines built. Um, I just watched Cruella DeVille and everything like that. Oh, man. Yeah. And that was like part of me, like felt for. I was like, man, like that, you know, and everything like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. What's I will that say- quote? What's a quote by, um, is it is it Harvey Dent in Spider-Man? He goes, he's like, you either, you either live long enough to or you're either the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain something like that and yeah. i think great all the all the great stories you can kind of relate even as a journalist if you're you can relate to the villain and you can kind of have some empathy there i think you're really in a powerful place well um, they always think we make crap up so i mean yeah right. <laughs> that too, <laughs> that too. i will say this i feel like i was thinking about if there's a song to describe covering a track meet i feel like you can relate to this i don't know mm-hmm. and I have to go, it's killing me softly by oh the- man <laughs> uh, okay that is a good one yes like, i would agree it is, it is like a slow and painful especially when the time doesn't change and everything like that oh yeah and you and i guess we could jump into it you traveled like near and far so this is why i love it there and that's why i think it's insane that you don't realize the quality that you have adair was in school at the university of florida and i know people will have you know different takes on the gators (laughs) Gators. university of florida (laughs) trying to get her degree trying to plan a wedding and running the one of the biggest sites in the southeast and Florida runners traveling like six days of the seven doing content like interviews at the meet shooting video editing video editing stories writing stories uh putting in statistics doing interviews and so my question for you is how like, I am so happy to see that you you made it, you survived, you got your, you got your due. How did you do it? Like, how, how, how did you do it? And what did that do for you and your confidence, not just as a journalist, but as a leader? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I genuinely think that we have a lot of people on the mile split team and, and, and the mile split editors that really, you know, go more above and beyond what we, we saw here in Florida and, and probably I'd say some slackings on my end in terms of the quality that, that we're providing. But um, really it's a community internally too that, I have a lot of people to learn from and, and a lot of people that, that can help provide insights on how they do things and what works for them and what's the most efficient way. And then even relying on the community too. Um, I think 
it, that was the coolest part for me was was to visit all these these ends of Florida, meet different different people in the community here at a micro level. I think we think about you know athletics and track and field as as this grand scheme of things, but it's really cool to see youth sports. Um, at, at the regional level when it comes to to the state of Florida and in terms of confidence and leadership more so it was really the opportunity to work with talented photographers videographers writers just like yourself and you know we work together and that was awesome and I think that that was a super awesome experience to get to work with the best in the business from what I, I see. Um, and especially at the regional level, there's not a lot of, you know, people want to do the glitz and glamour of, of the, the national level, um, sport of track and field, but, you know, down at the nitty gritty, that's where you're making the change in a lot of ways. And, um, that's where kids get, get to see you and they, they start, you know, kind of following whether it's Mile Split or Renner Space or, you know, whatever, Sidious Magazine, whatever it is, um, at the regional level, it's really impactful. Um, and I, I love the opportunity to get to know the people in the in the business, the coaches, the athletes. Um, I, it's so much fun. How did yeah. you get your start with Florida Runners? Like I said, and if you guys can um, read it on Instagram in the intro, um, you kind of freelance for them and then you got the start. They gave you, well, you earned the position. So kind of talk about how you got your foot in there and what, you know, piqued your interest, I guess. Yeah, well, listeners don't know. Dominique and I are both O-Town, you yeah. know, hometown residents. Oh. I don't live there anymore, but <laughs> we, we love O-Town or O-Town equals Orlando, Florida. Um, and so Dominique went to first academy in, in Orlando. And then I, I graduated from Lake Nona high school, which is a little South, um, of, of downtown area. And so, um, I started writing for Florida runners in, in a blog form, you know, when I was a sophomore, freshman, sophomore in high school, just, you know, blogging about my experience as, as a, a young female distance runner and the things that I was going through and maybe being maybe a little too vulnerable. Sometimes I think that it's paid off, but it's really, I look back and I'm like, wow, I said that. <laughs> I think that that, that was a, a little too much information there, there, but, um, you know, it really, I was, I was honored to, to kind of have that platform and, and grateful that, you know, the, the the people allowed me people running the site at the time allowed me to kind of share my voice um and, and allowed that to really blossom into something different and you know what was it six years down the line little did I know that I'd be in an interview process for for the editor role and um decided to take a chance even though I was sophomore in high school or college and you know manage manage that but yeah it was it, it was a great opportunity, I'm sure. Like, when did you hear about Florida Runners when you were you were competing in track and field? Because it was so, a big thing, I felt like, when we were in high school. It was, but I never – so, like, when did I hear about it? Like, when I was competing or when I reached out to you? Both, yeah. So, right. I always <laughs> – I didn't hear about it till my senior year because I kind of felt I was not good enough to be on the <laughs> And so someone was like, oh, you got to, 
I was like, oh, yeah, it was true. I was like, so you got a profile. I was like, a profile on what? It's like, oh, on Florida Runners. It's like, well, what's that? And it was just like, oh, they keep the stats and and then the coaches, you know, and stuff enter it. And I was like, okay, lit. You know, looked at it, got depressed, and then you know, <laughs> clicked out of it. <laughs> It does have that effect on me too. It does. It does. You get to see the grand scheme of things. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I threw the shot put in the discus. I'm like, those kids throwing that? It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble (laughs) and everything. And I ended up, um, (laughs) I made it, thankfully, the farthest I, you know, ever did when I was a senior in high school. I made it to um, regionals. And after that, I was like, I wonder what they're throwing at states. And I was like, oof. Yeah, I, I saved myself uh, some time. <laughs> uh, it's funny because when I was coaching, I coached shot put and discus for a year at the first academy. Uh, mm-hmm. I coached your senior year. So we were, <laughs> you were running, yeah. I was coaching and we never would have uh, known. But I got to give a big shout out to uh, our family favorites, Alex Shield and Alex Shields and yeah. Shields in particular. <laughs> Alex uh, competes in the decathlon at um, Kent State. And mm-hmm. so one summer I was helping them. Yeah, I forgot. I think it was the summer, whatever. But anyway, I was, <laughs> I was helping them out. I was helping out Alex um, because he had a big competition. And so I was coaching him up in the shop, putting a discus. And we just got to talking and uh, they were like, do you know Adair? And I was like, no, I never, you know, I'm not familiar with her. Like, well, you know, she, you know, is over, you know, track and field at, at Florida Runners. And by that time, I was more familiar with Florida Runners because I would go on Florida Runners, you know, just to see, you know, where do my athletes stand out and, and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know her. Um, and they were like, well, you need to reach out to her and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went on the internet, typed in a dare light in. And I was like, well, let me get her email and, uh, just sent my portfolio and everything. And I, like I said, I didn't, I don't say I didn't know you existed, but you know, I thought, you know, maybe you were like out of college and you've been doing this for a while. And, um, you emailed me back and I was like, okay, cool. Okay. You know. Like I cool, she she saw and I, I went on my website and it's like uh A Leiden uh read your you know journal, she you whatever articles you read. I was like, okay, cool. Well, at least she took the time to read it. And I didn't think I would hear back from you. Um and then I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm writing, and then um you sent out this mass message about covering cross country. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, um, cause there were just some difficulties and stuff like that. And so you came up with the idea that let's do a coaching series because I was doing some freelance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So how about you do a series? And I was like, okay, well I'll, you know, do the series. And then um, it was in that cross country season when I realized like, this is crazy. And that's when I learned that you were in college. Um, <laughs> you set up a call and I was like <laughs> at the doctor's office. And I remember you were like, I am so sorry. I'm like a dare chill. Like I was in college last year. I really don't care <laughs> and everything like that. <laughs> and I had no idea like the amount of responsibilities and everything that went into Florida runners and everything like that. And 
Uh, one thing I always appreciated where you was you were so patient with me because I had so many questions and stuff like that. I was like, I hope I'm not annoying her. I just don't want to screw no. up and all. That. I love questions. <laughs> that's why I ask so many. I love. Yeah, them. that's true. And then the it, best way. And I think that's one thing I was I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. Working and and we'll we'll, we'll get to that because I want I want to talk about you know your time as an editor the one thing that i appreciated when i got to you i actually had to lost some confidence because i remember i used to be like the worst that people could say is no so just swing as hard as you can and just go for it and then it kind of in college got shot down by some negative comments and stuff like that and so i was thinking twice and then you were like okay do it just do it let's if you if you don't know how to do it you know, let's brainstorm ideas and we can make it work. And I was like, oh, snap, like this is legit and stuff like that. And for me, that did more for me than you ever know, because it kind of restored a confidence. Just like, okay, well, listen, just go do it. And that was the kind of editor that you were. What was your vision when you were running everything with the video, you know, videography, the photography, you were in control of all of that, but you were able to get the best out of everybody in our group. Like, I didn't know many people, you know, by many people, I didn't know anyone. And, but I would look at their work and everything. It was like, the concepts were so cool. How were you able to do that as an editor? What was your vision um, when you first took the job? It's a great question. Um, I honestly, I think my, my philosophy on things is, you know, these people, they know what they're doing, you know, and like, trust them. Um, my biggest thing like that, that's kind of why I, I personally hate when I'm being micromanaged. That's not how I operate. So I tend to just kind of, you know, work with teams as, as how I would want to work with teams. And that's, you know, I trust you, like, let's, let's work on this together. Let's figure out what we can do here, brainstorm, and then we can come back together and we can revise. And, and then it can be a team effort. I, um, the same thing with, with photographers, you know, that we would, we have so many talented photographers and writers and videographers. It's like, you know what you're doing. I, I don't know what, what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, like I'm not, I'm not the best photographer. So why would I go and try and tell someone who's been doing this for years and years and years, how I'd like it done when they know what, what they're doing. And that's their, their artistic kind of creative outlet that they should have authorship over. Um, and that's kind of how I like to operate. You know, I don't think we all know what we're doing. You know, we're just trying to do our best. So like, let's figure it out. And, you know, we can always come back and brainstorm solutions on, you know, maybe this line in this article didn't work out. Well, we can always edit it, but, um, big, big fan of just having that creative process, like let that do its own thing and it'll kind of work itself out in the end. Um, think that that, may be disagreed upon on some, um, but if you really want to get the most out of the, the team you're working with, kind of let them do what they know best, and then maybe we can come together and figure it out. But you have a, a just, love, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, go ahead. 
No, I just said I didn't really have a plan. Oh. <laughs> it's how it happened. <laughs> you have such a joy and a passion for track and field, but the people in the sport. And the one thing about you, and I think that's why you were so well-respected, um, coaches and athletes, you know, all the same, is because that passion was showed in creativity, but also in fairness. Track and field, it's it's – it's such a unique sport because it, it's like you're uh, I don't have the best example, but almost when you look at the universal coverage of it, high school, college, you know, they cover college a little better than they do the pros. But from someone who, you know, understands it, what are some of the things that you see that need to be improved upon in terms of coverage of track and field, of cross country, of road racing um, that could really help take the sport to the next level. Because, you know, we were at the meets, you were at the meets, you were doing the interviews, you built those relationships, people kept, people felt comfortable talking with you. And there were so many things that, you know, you say you didn't have a plan, but, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, I guess, let the creativity, you know, grow in a sense. And like you, you talked about the team aspect, it feels like that's missing with this sport. And so we are like football players uh, with Timberland boots instead of cleats and stuff like that. <laughs> we're, we're playing slow in a sense. What are some of the things that you see, you know, like I said, that are wrong and then how can we fix those things in regards to what we do as, as journalists, as story creators, as content gatherers? Oh, I think that's a tough one, right? Um, Because there's, there's two sides of it, right? There's, there's the business side and what is actually going to quote unquote grow the sport. Um, And there are differing opinions there. Um, And then there, you know, the holistic side of, of how do we tell stories better? And, you know, how do we get to the root of, of um, some of these athletes, coaches, and, you know, key stakeholders in the sport and their stories. Um, I really don't have any, any criticism or any, you know, kind of how we move forward from here. I think we're on a great track. Um, I think we've made a lot of significant changes on how we, you know, talk about women in the sport and, um, you know, always, you know, there are little things that can be improved here and there, um, you know, how we, you know, create equal coverage. Um, I, I think that that can be worked on in, in terms of, you know, really diversity of, of our coverage and the athletes that we're covering and, you know, it not being this one-sided kind of we're going to cover this athlete because of X, Y, and Z, but really, you know, getting a more broad scope of things. Um, I think that could be improved on, but I don't know. I've spent, I spent what, it's almost going to be a year kind of out of the journalism route. And I'm now more focused in, in more of the business side of, of sports at this point. And so it's interesting when it comes to how do we grow the sport in, in a business way? Um, and I think that that's kind of interesting because you, you fall into two camps, you know, it's like free is better. And like, that's, that's the way we need to go. Or, uh, you know, 
how we grow the sport is actually paying through subscription. And so <laughs> I think I may, may fall in, the, in more of the subscription side, um, just in the nature of what I do and, and what I have done in my career. Um, but I don't know. There, I think there's two sides. Um, and I'm not going to say that there aren't criticisms on both, but I don't know if I'm really the best person to kind of come to and say what we should improve. Cause I would really look at the key stakeholders in this and look at the athletes and look at the coaches and be like, what do you want to see? Um, Cause at the end of the day, that's kind of what we do. You know, we do it for them. And I'm, I'm curious cause, cause you've spent a lot of time in this space, especially in the past like transformative year. Like, what do you see that we can even do on, even for me from like a business standpoint and like, kind of the mindset that I could have going into to some of this stuff in the track and field space. First of all, it's funny. You mentioned, um, you know, people don't feel like, you know, we give them enough attention or love. Uh, there's a school um, that used to call out Florida runners. I'm, I'm hesitating. I know you, well, I think you know the school um, down in Lakeland. Yes. Yes. It's so funny. There was nothing that Florida runners could do that you can do to ever please them. So I don't know. For whatever reason, I just remembered they I got into it with them on Twitter. Fantastic school down there. I don't want to give the name, but yeah, George Jenkins. Um <laughs> I don't know that they just, have a great talent and and great athletes there. They're one of yeah. the most talented. And here's the thing: I like it because they have great passion. Um so I don't want them coming after me. I hope they heard the last part more so than the first part. But, you know, it's interesting. The thing that, and the reason I asked you, because you understand from both perspectives, you've done this for a while. And then at the same time, you understand the business side more so than I do. One thing that I have, I've, I've seen, and when I was out in Oregon, um, I, I don't, the coverage and, and it goes to what you said. The coverage is so, so, so at the Prefontaine Classic, yeah. I remember at the press conference, um, you had the shot putters, the distance runners. Everybody mm -hmm. came there for the women's one hundred because you had, in order, you had Sharika Jackson, Shelly Ann Fraser Price, Elaine Thompson. And right front and center, you had Shakari Richardson. Yeah. Star-studded so, group. Star-studded <laughs> group. Star-star-studded group. And so one of the things that, you know, I learned this summer was that athletes kind of feel like we have our own agenda. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, they think that the story's already written. And I think in some respects, that is the case. Um, but one thing that I, I noticed was there were gold medalists in that room when we had the breakout session. There were gold medalists. There were people who had like well-respected runners that no one really wanted to talk to. And I think that, I, I, and I don't know, everybody has a story. And the thing is, mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like even from a business perspective, you look at like Christina Clements, you know, where's some Doritos uh, earrings, <laughs> you know, the Cool Ranch Doritos earrings. And the next yeah. thing you know, she has such a unique story and she has a sponsor, you know, in Doritos now. 
and I feel like I don't know. I, I, I feel like we focus too much on the big picture that it becomes small. So the yeah. big picture is the personalities. Okay. But we're not looking at the big picture because you're focusing on the personalities instead of the athletes. Every athlete mm-hmm. has a story. Every athlete has a brand that could really attract business because you got to realize they're bringing in, you know, a fanfare, you know, everyone loves a good, a good uh, a comeback or a person that they can root for or they can get behind. Yeah. And I feel like as far as journalism and business, and I, you know, I would like to hear your thoughts on that, because like I said, you understand the business aspect more. So I feel like there's a missed opportunity there to really like showcase because it brings in more money. It brings in more eyes. People are going to support people going to want to watch people want to get behind. And those are little things that can grow the sport. And if you have so many personalities in one place at one time, then now you have some of these bigger networks who are more inclined to say, Hey, you know what, let's put them on TV. Let's see how they do. Because, you know, if you look at the Olympics, you know, everybody watches track and field, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. It's a very, very popular sport, and people only think it comes around every four years, and in in a sense like that. So that's that's my take on the matter. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, especially you know us folks, like us as journalists and as as a whole, tend to focus on you know who's popular at the time. Right. But you, you miss the the rich history and context behind. Um, some of those athletes that are sitting right next to to the people that that are maybe you know the bright and shining star right now um, but maybe they will be in a few few years to come or whatever it is um, yeah I completely agree there for sure we, we both covered high school athletics do you think that I don't want to be careful I want to be careful how I ask this <laughs> Is there a fine line between putting too much pressure on an athlete by the amount of coverage that they're given at such a young age? I, I think so. And so this is the part that is less of the journalist in me and more of the, the coach or the observer in me. Um, And I'm not, I don't think that, I think I tried to bring this into when I was an editor um, in some ways, but I think we need to speak about, you know, their children and, you know, they're young and it's an impressionable time in their life. And I think we need to choose our words carefully. Um, And especially when they're written, those words last forever and those, and, and written words also take a different weight. Um, when they're written and you always can't, you know, kind of come back to that. And so I, I would say, yes, I think that it matters. Um, I, I don't think that everybody, you know, kind of falls in line with that and that's okay too. I think that that's more of me understanding how it made me feel now as, as an assistant coach, like in the sport, understanding how it can make my athletes feel and and really what they take away from it just it's a cautionary tale to maybe your your words have weight and um 
not in, and I don't even know if this goes past even being a journalist because sometimes it's like you have to report on the news, right? You know, especially when it's professional sports and this is your job and you have to report on the news and you have to tell hard stories. And then that's kind of a different story. And there's often been times, even with high school athletes, that you have to report the news and it's not always pretty, right. it's not kind and it and it hurts. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that there's always, you know, two sides to every story, but for sure, I, I would say I kind of fall more in the line of at least protecting and making sure you're looking at it from an objective point of view versus a subjective kind of opinion. And I agree with that because, you know, there are things that I've, I was working on a story and I was looking for some statistics and I was like, oh, like they wrote about yeah. her owed them some money or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's shocking sometimes like how we we refer to you know kids that are not even 18 yet it's like yeah. man they got their whole life out of them you know yeah and it, it becomes more of a roasting session if they don't live up to what you write essentially right um, and it's just right. added pressure and we're going to get to you as a runner after this question. We're going to transition to that because you were <laughs> a baller back in the day. Um, oh, man. I don't think so. <laughs> my college offers. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, so let's, so let, let me, let me transition to this. So, what is, has been the craziest moment? What was the craziest moment that you can remember when you were covering a track meet? Oh, difficult question. I'm going to go back to cross. It's more in my brain right now because we're in cross season. So it's hard for me to, um, I'd say it would be my first year as as editor. Um, You know, I just kind of figured out what I was doing you know, barely. Cause like, when do we ever really know what we're doing? We're yeah. all just figuring it out one day at a time. Right. <laughs> at least that's how I operate. Um, but it was November and a state meet and the bulls boys had a like record bulls. If you don't know, if you're not from state of Florida, they have great history that they, they ran with. Um, they were led by Charles Hicks, who runs for Stanford now, um, Xander Hastings, who is now on the season of Survivor, if you're watching this, and apparently, really? I don't watch Survivor, yeah, I don't watch Survivor, but he's doing pretty good, so, um, okay, good, okay, wow. yeah, yeah, great, great athletes, and then, you know, um, just, just a bunch of, uh, Chase Rivera, you know, been, been like just some great kids um and and great athletes and their parents were amazing and they had a great run um they scored 21 points at the state meet which which tied um palmer i think it's palmer trinity it's quoting that it's pretty it's pretty late for me right now i'm like (laughs) (laughs) trying to remember (laughs) what what the name is i appreciate um yeah so in Palmer Trinity ended up beating. So history behind it all. Anyways, Bulls was great. It was a great thing to run and to see. But they tied Palmer Trinity's 
record of 21 points, which is the lowest score at wow. state meet. But the story was my dad was on the team that finished second to Palmer Trinity that year at Westminster Academy. So it was really cool to kind of get him on the phone and kind of brag about, um, I think he was either seventh or eighth runner. He was maybe an alternate at the time, but it was a, it was a funny, funny story that kind of came full circle. Um, and that's the stuff that I love of like, we have so much history in our family and in Florida running community. And then to kind of be a part of it in that way and really get to know each and every single one of those, those athletes that year and kind of see their hard work come into fruition was super cool. Um, I'd say that that's one. I really, there's so many, it's really tough. Um, but I think that that's one that I, I really remember. What's the funniest moment. Funniest moment. Oh my gosh. I've gotten puked on a lot. What? Actually. Yeah. Got puked on run into, um, I've learned my lesson about standing too close to the finish line on a track. I will not do that again. Um, (laughs) did you you respond with some hands that were you know a fade no man I I, it's often like I'm usually probably would have taken like taking photos of the athletes and you know just in the shoot and then you kind of also taking photos also helping them with the athlete and trying to pulling them off um making sure they get the medical attention they need um I wouldn't say that's the most awful. I, I really enjoy that part, honestly. You enjoy it's fun. <laughs> okay, that's good. Maybe not getting puked on, but uh, I think being being in the zone there and like going back, like you have so much emotion once you've crossed that finish line that like to see that again and like also not be in pain. It's really gratifying. <laughs> Maybe a little evil, but gratifying. <laughs> hey, you said the Joker was your uh, your superhero. All right. Oh yeah, I'm exposed now. <laughs> I'm an evil supervillain. <laughs> evil guys. Wow, that is that is something I wish I didn't know that you got thrown up on. <laughs> I would say this. It, it's funny. I was thinking about it. Um, I guess there was a photographer named Cedric that mm-hmm. worked with you and so i was at the uh windermere meet of champions and this was the last meet that i covered before COVID just shut everything down yeah there's these parents came up to me oh my god cedric like like are you <laughs> cedric i was like what are you cedric you know i was like are you talking like cedric the entertainer no, silly <laughs> photographer. It's like, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. So I was like, okay, apparently there's a guy named Cedric. So Cedric, like, no, I'm Dominique. Like I'm Dom. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect <laughs> on it. It's like, oh, you a college guy? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but your son did good, and I think his son, uh, whoever the kid is, ah, oh, doggone it. From game, no, this the dad asked me, was I a scout? God, I can't think mm-hmm. of his name. He might go to the school that you coach. Nathan, I don't, I, I forgot his name, but I was like, it, yeah. it's funny, like the parents come up to you and they're trying to, you know, and um, his son won the state championship last year. And I was, and I think mm-hmm. you, folks, I was like, oh, snap, like, you know, congratulations and all that stuff. So, but I know it's late. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on a couple more topics. <laughs> <laughs> a rapid fire. 
Uh, we're we're elderly now. Like when you do journalism and stuff. Oh like man, that. yeah, I'm I'm pretty old at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a legend in Miami and in Orlando, um, back in the day, and stuff like that. Listen, if Coach Ted Benz remembered, he remembered you not because you were a journalist. He remembered you when you were at Westminster, and he. Mm told stories yeah she used to beat us all the time back when you were at Westminster I was like oh cool and stuff like that and then you went to Lake Nona and you tore it up um you did get it I don't know how many offers you got but I did my homework I saw at least one offer um I want to say Liberty was it mm-hmm. okay. yeah okay cool well but they were soft it's when you're in a sophomore um like so they send you soft kind of like you know letters or whatever but I really couldn't really explore going going to to school by that time just with how my last two years of high school kind of went but yes yeah (laughs) describe that's why I say you you tell me you were the joker but you know you had a serious (laughs) skill set what got you into running and just why did you and do you enjoy it so much? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, I mentioned m- my dad earlier. Um, he ran for Westminster Academy. We had ended up moving down there. Um, so I get, got my start there. I was a, a wee sixth grader, like three, nine, maybe a whopping 39 pounds. Um, not good. <laughs> Someone needed to tell me to eat a burger or something. Um, oh, but, no. <laughs> uh, you know, was, was a, was a teeny runner, you know, saw some success in seventh grade, really saw some success in eighth grade, moved to Orlando, Florida, um, went to Lake Nona high school. Um, my freshman year saw, saw some success. And then, you know, my sophomore year of high school really saw a growth spurt. And I'd say I was one of those athletes that um, you know, you, you caution your young female runners on if you're a coach or if you're a parent, um, you caution them about getting involved in the sport too young. Um, and, and, and really, and if you're doing it right nowadays, you're really it, making sure that they understand that they're going to go through some changes and then that's okay. And I was thankful that I had parents and coaches that really did that for me, you know, that reassured me. Um, I had some health issues kind of along the way associated with, with that, um, especially my junior and, and senior year, you know, in and out of the hospital, kind of getting diagnostic tests, making sure we knew what was going on, um, was able to run my, my senior season, but really not to the, to the level that I was as a, it's really hard. You know, you, you peak, early on and then it's hard to get back to that. Um, but I had a great support system and that's kind of why I relate back to the Joker of you had this high success, but then this really hard, just struggle story. Um, and that struggle story ends up, you know, making who, who you are. So if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't have been uber vulnerable and sent a blog post to the editor of Florida Runners at the time. And um, I kind of owe a lot of that to, you know, where I'm at today in terms of of my career in, you know, not just even in, in 
the running world, but now in all, all sports that flow sports specializes in. So, um, it's really, it's really, you know, it comes full circle and it's hard to tell a, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old who, you know, dream was to be a state champion and to go to a division one school and to run um that like that's not in the cards but this is and uh to kind of roll with it but i've been involved with the sport you know love it now i'm not an not really in the running world, but I am via coaching. Um, and I yeah, enjoyed that part. <laughs> I, I couldn't stay away. I will say that. I think I stayed away for maybe a track season. And then I was like, oh yeah, I should, should get into coaching. That sounds like a good idea. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't run as I run with my girls. That's kind of it at this point, but really I can't even keep up with them so I kind of run to make sure I get their splits on stuff with yeah. with our head coach um Mike Marin. so <laughs> we, we're kind of have a tag team we try to get to our splits as fast as we can um and outbeat our girls in half the time but yeah I that that's kind of how I got involved here and um it it really did come full circle and and I'm thankful for it and that's how we're here Without going to extreme detail, what made you so vulnerable in in read? I'm sorry, in writing that, um, because we, we talked about it a little bit before the show. Everybody kind of deals with, you know, body issues because our bodies are not the same, and so mm-hmm. in our society, unfortunately, it gets made fun of instead of talked about. Um, and unfortunately it leads to a lot of insecurities and stuff like that. And, you know, I can, I can only speak for my body. I can't speak for yours. Can't speak for anyone else. I can just listen mm-hmm. to their experience and, and the things that they went through, but what made you so vulnerable, um, to write that and what got you to the point to accept your body? Yeah. Um, so great question. It's really, it's, it it started off as a journal entry, um, for me and kind of like, what would I want to hear, um, from someone going through, you know, my situation. So for me, you know, I was thankful that I didn't really necessarily have body image issues. Um, and, and that's really a big struggle. And that's kind of what I wanted to highlight there is like, if you are going through this, like this is an avenue and like how you can get help here you know, if you're not, and it's just kind of this stagnant, you know, ability to improve, here's also how you, how you can break through that. And it's all a mindset shift. And again, it's not breakthrough happens and like you're fast again, you yeah. know, it took me years ago, years and years to really understand and, and to love running again and to appreciate the sport um, for what it's worth in the body that I'm in now. Um, but it started off as a journal entry and, you know, I kind of passed it by my parents and I was like, I don't know, like I would have appreciated someone writing this when I'm going through it right now, (laughs) like maybe there, if this helps at least one, you know, one of my peers in all of this, um, I think that that's a valuable thing. And so I ended up posting or, you know, asking, I was just like, I don't know if this is even a right fit here. Um, but if it is, and if it can help someone 
you know, please let me know if you'd like to post it. Um, and that kind of led into, you can hear my dog in the background probably. Um, he is a sorry, proud dog wants, owner. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that kind of led into Leiden's life lessons and, and my, I think my last one that I kind of wrote on the topic was, uh, you know, learning to love running in, in my woman's body and really understanding that like you only get one. Yeah. you know, and like, make, make sure you're treating it with respect. Um, and whether that, and I think we have so many people now that are willing and vulnerable to, to open up and talk about that. And I think that that's a great place. And I really would, would commend all of our athletes and journalists that have opened that, that floodgate to have that dialogue. Um, I think that's really where I've seen an improvement in the past, you know, at least two or three years is really how many people are open um, with the struggle of, you know, peaking too early in puberty in young women versus body image issues and how we overcome that. Um, I really say that we, I've seen it at least from my perspective, a strong improvement in how we report on that in the sport. Well, I got to say, you know, you, you, you will always be a journalist because my follow-up question is what piece of advice would you give the people? And you just, you, you nailed it. I mean, I couldn't have said it <laughs> better. You only have one body um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's not, it, it is great to see. Like I said, I, I, you know, wrote on an athlete who was very honest about it because she had the same, um, she had the same goal that you had when you wrote it and yeah. everyone can definitely find it. Let me see. I'm sorry. I'm old. I don't remember anything, but it's, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you it's, it, it, it's bad. It's uh Leiden's lessons and you can, I believe mm-hmm. that's still one for the runners. Yep, Leiden's Life Lessons. Leiden's, L-Y-D-E-N-S, Life, you should know how to spell that, Lessons. and (laughs) Oh, yeah, flrunners.com, if you type that in. It's really powerful stuff. Um, Men, women, boys, girls, I I encourage you to read it um, because it's something, you know, that will help and it's something that I feel like everyone should read and I'm, you know, thankful that you, you know, felt comfortable enough to, you know, decide to post that. Um, but we're going to move on to our last segment and that's called down the home stretch. So I'm just going to throw some random questions at you and yeah, it's, it's, listen, got to get those brain cells firing on all cylinders. It's just, uh, it's lactic acid. This is the point where the last (laughs) then the final home stretch oh my gosh i do feel the lactic acid for sure (laughs) all right so are you ready as ready as i'll ever be okay there you go that's the attitude if there was (laughs) there was a race that you could run as far as Mm -hmm. that that you did not run what would you run Mm. oh this is rapid fire i'd probably say steeplechase even though i'm not tall enough, but <laughs> shout out to Allie Alexander. She's still holding it down. So hey, you're yeah, <laughs> she gives us up, right? <laughs> go there. You go. If there was one food that you can eat forever, and there was one food that you could eliminate, what are you keeping? What are you getting rid of? Oh 
10 seconds. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm keeping steak and I'm getting rid of cauliflower. Okay. Weird Help. hot take. I don't know. Okay, hot take. First okay. thing that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> cauliflower, I guess. Cauliflower is useless. It's it, like it's, potatoes. I don't get it. <laughs> it is the blanched version of broccoli. And so we. Oh, 100%. Yes, yeah, I, I avoid cauliflower because I could just eat broccoli. Somebody just put some white food right. and, and cauliflower is <laughs> very disgusting. Um, and the people should be shamed for that. Yeah, cauliflower don't come after us. It's okay. That is, that's, <laughs> no, no, yeah, please don't. But if you want to sponsor the show, go for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is the best type of wine to drink? Oh, um tie between a Pinot Noir, but I've had some bad Pinot Noirs. So Sauvignon Blanc is probably my go-to right now in the summer. And then Pinot Noir in the winter. I like that. <laughs> you got one for each season. That's why you're the best. That's why you're the first on the show. <laughs> just a snob at this point. <laughs> just a snob at this point. I do not think so. Well, let me ask you a couple more. Let's fire off. If someone had to play you in a movie, if someone mm. had to pick one person, who are you going with? I really like Ryan Reynolds' humor, and I, I kind of think our humor, I don't know, could we go, could we go that way? I'd say Ryan Reynolds or, um, I, I really do love Natalie Portman, so I'll go with okay. her too. Okay. But I like Ryan Reynolds' humor. He's oh. hilarious. Yes, and you do have a, a, a good <laughs> sense of humor. What's the best movie and the worst movie that you've seen in the last two years? Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, I need my husband for this one because he knows he knows some of the movies that I don't like. We saw this movie. It was like by Tarantino. It was so long and I fell asleep. Okay. Um, it was in the past two years. I know for a fact. I just don't know the name of it because it wasn't that bad. Um, in terms of good movie I've seen in the past few years, we 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 watch the Star Wars series every year, and that's kind of always my go-to. I'm a big Star Wars gal, but that Quentin Tarantino movie was not good. Oh wow! Oops, Quentin, don't come for me. Not a, yeah, <laughs> don't do it. We we, we just get it. <laughs> all right. All right three yeah. <laughs> okay, three more questions. Three more questions. What's the best piece of fashion advice you've ever gotten? Um, would your grandma like appreciate if you were wearing that? Or like, would you wear that around your grandma? I think is something I actively think about when I walk out of the house a lot of the time, especially like, I think that's something when you're going to work or whatever. It's just like a good thing to have. It's like, oh, my grandma would probably like comment weird things about this. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> wear this outside. Another not great take, but. No, that's because that's something my mom would say. So hey, I can rock with it. We're both from the South, so, you know. We yeah, it is a very Southern weird thing we do around here. <laughs> Spiciest hot take of 2021. That won't um, be fired. Free doesn't grow the sport. 
Okay. Okay. That, ooh, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> last two. We can get into another podcast on that one. <laughs> that no, that, that, we, that? We, we're gonna follow up on that one. Yeah, because that's, that's okay. That is the scared money don't make money quote, and I am here for it. Best compliment <laughs> ever received. Oh man, you are full of them today. Really, I think um, I don't want to get emotional, but it's really excited to see like the things that you're you're coming up with, and um, you know, kind of where we were a few years ago, both of us just like figuring things out, and now. Um, I'm really honored that you decided to to have me here and have me on the podcast and um, kind of continue this um, this working relationship that we've had. Um, but I think everything that you've said today is way too kind, but I will take it. And it's been so awesome to follow along the journey. And um, thanks for letting me be a part of it and letting me be a part of the team. And um, now I... I will. I will end it with, thank you for all your compliments today. Well, we're, we're, it we're, means, we're, means a lot. We're gonna. Got, yeah, we're gonna. I, oh my gosh, <laughs> I gotta follow up with that. <laughs> last question. Last question. Why yep. is it great to be a fornicator? Oh, it's really difficult. I think I am a fornicator because I've given them a lot of money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> listen, there, or I will till the day I die at this point. Listen, that, that, that's why it's great. That's why it's great. Listen, and there is no better response to that question than I could have given. <laughs> that's how we're going to end it. Listen, like I said, I was so excited when you said yes. Um, like I said, I have great love and respect for Dare. Like I said, um, before the show, I told you before the show, this, what you see, lactic acid would not be possible if it was for, wasn't for her and her kindness, um, believing in me, challenging me, pushing me uh, to new limits that I, honest to God's truth, did not think that I was capable of, especially, um, you know, when people say negative things and it's like God always brings someone in place um, to help take you to the next level. And that's why there was, there would, there was no way in the world that there would not be a show that Adair was known specifically the first show. I am so happy that you agreed to come on. I am so happy that the world got a chance to know you. Um, this is the end of the first episode with the guests of Lactic Acid. <laughs> be sure to check out the website, like, subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment, follow the Instagram page, Lactic lactic acid underscore podcast i think i'm probably going to get this wrong but it'll be in the show notes <laughs> same thing on twitter um be sure to follow like subscribe want to say thank you so much for everything you guys have done want you to follow my good friend Catherine burgess on instagram she is the person that posted this uh well, let me see if i can get out of the way yep as you can see the uh, the graphic design she is the creator of that and the stickers and designs that you will see over the course of the show you're going to see it they all came from her thank you guys so much and we'll catch you next time